0: Hello and welcome to the Girls Run Club, the podcast for run-happy women who need a little help finding their stride. Hi everyone and welcome to the Girls' Run Club. This podcast is intended for the everyday runner who might be looking for some relatable insight into the world of running. In preparation for my first marathon, I will be here asking all of the questions we learner runners might need answered. In this series, I will be joined by various guests from every corner of the running community to discuss all things running. Now, let's break down all of those fancy running terms discuss the highs and the lows, and get stuck in to the next episode of the Girls' Run Club. Welcome back to Season 1, Episode 6, where I am joined by the inspiring Alison Jordan, otherwise known as Scottish Marathon Girl, on social media. Now, the Instagram handle could not be more fitting, as Alison truly is the ultimate marathon runner, or in other words, a total running wanker. (laughs) To sit in a coffee shop with Alison, you would never guess how much she has achieved and at how high a level as she just exudes modesty and is far more interesting than other people's foreign journey. I absolutely cannot wait to pick her brain on today's episode and I feel so lucky to have her on the podcast today. So Alison, I truly do believe you will be a six star guest. So I think that stands us in good stead to get started.
1: Are you ready? I am. Thank you for the introduction. That was lovely, and I did come armed with my running wanker mug. <laughs> I was really,
0: really hoping that you would. So glad to get through that intro in one in one take because usually it takes me a few times. Oh, it was lovely.
1: Thank you. Much nicer than when Ryan does them.
0: Yeah, I can bet. I'm hyping you up just to tear you down with these questions. (laughs) I think it's important for me just to tell everyone who's listening who might not have me on the social media side of things that today's episode is going to be slightly different. So yesterday I put out, a kind of cry for questions, I wanted some audience interaction because in today's episode I am asking Alison all the questions that everyone else wants to know, however a lot of these questions here I'm dying to know the answers to, so I've got a big list of questions, I've really had to narrow them down and try and ask what I think a lot of people will want to know, there was a lot of like question repeaters, so I've tried to ask those ones. And I was just saying to Alison, we had some crazy questions coming through.
1: We can maybe play a game where I guess who asks the questions.
0: You know what? Well, I was thinking this. I was thinking, do you get extra points for guessing who asks these questions? Because I think some of them you might guess. I think so. Yeah. I think so too. I think it's going to be quite interesting. But I think also what would be nice is if we spoke about the winter warmer run in Glasgow that we were both at on Sunday.
1: And you ran your longest
0: run? I did. I did. Yeah, It yes. was my longest run today. And amazing. Think, yeah, it was a good one. I'm not. I'm not sure if I would do that one again, just because I found it quite tedious. But I don't know if it was because of the weather as
1: well. It's a funny one so I was actually back there last night doing a speed session and I was like God, I feel like I haven't even left this place <laughs> and, and you know I actually said to somebody when we were leaving I said you know it would be nice if they did like a summer version of that where we maybe a- actually get to do it on a nice day because I've done it twice now and the last two years ago when I did it it was rain, snow, hail, wind and then obviously on Sunday there it wasn't much better and I'm sure last year they had ice and it almost got called off but I know what you mean see to be honest for your first like long like a half marathon I think the 10k is probably manageable because it's two yeah. loops but mm-hmm. yeah I mean by the time you're on to your third or fourth loop of that it's, yeah. it's getting pretty brutal isn't it?
0: Yeah I, I think so and I don't know if because I wasn't racing necessarily so I was just kind of trying to plod along so then it was getting a little bit boring the most exciting thing was seeing you guys come past but you don't really look I know you're in the zone and straight in front so you don't really see but I was just like oh there they go go again I was actually
1: going to say that so as much as I know when people say oh four loops it must get tedious and it does in some respects but I do love it for that because even though at some points you're so tired you can't really wave or shout or cheer each other you've kind of like you know you're there and like you say when you pass each other in the way the course for anyone that doesn't know I suppose you actually end up the way it's looped in a few different ways is that you see each other so
0: many times
1: yeah and it's uh also good for the support as well because people can just stand in one place and see you so many times I love that as well
0: yeah and you know where your people are stood Mm -hmm. which is nice you can you you know that you can give yourself a little bit of right I'm gonna get a little bit of encouragement in the next however many meters or 100 meters or whatnot so it's it's really nice but I think The weather was just hammering us the whole time and I was freezing cold. I'd done a few kilometers before I started. So I was like, I was like running up and down before the, the gun went off, trying to get in 3K before it. So I just felt like I'd been out of the car for so long. When I was finishing, I was trying to eat a banana. I couldn't even peel it because I was like, my hands are like frozen stiff. It was a good, it was a good race and I've had a few people Send me message like, would you recommend me doing that one as my big marathon? My, my sorry, half marathon, my big half. And I was thinking, I wouldn't say it's the one to do for your biggie.
1: Yeah, it's so hard because I think, like we've just said. If you, well, I guess, why are you doing it? So if you need people there, like you want family, friends, I guess it's really good because you can have as many as you like. It's a great course for standing on a nice day. But yeah, if it was your first ever one, no, because like you say, there it's four and a bit loops of what ends up just becoming like the same thing. If you were to pick a first half marathon, it's hard, isn't it? Because there's like again, it depends what you want, flat, hilly, scenic. I no, don't I really well, I suppose there's an obvious one, isn't there? When we're speaking about where kind of where we stay is probably the Glasgow, the yeah. Great Scottish Half's a good one, yeah. but it's not. It's certainly not an easy course, but it's a good one to see Glasgow and get the support.
0: Mm-hmm. And the crowds are good. The, gro- mm-hmm. the crowds are good at that one, but I mean, yeah, that's a tricky. That's a tricky course. It's a lot harder than Edinburgh Half, I would say.
1: See, I've never done Edinburgh Half, but I mean that hill at the start's a killer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> yup. It was a really good run. I enjoyed it, I think, because it was a new distance for me. And I was like, wow, like I've, I've passed half marathon. I was like, I've done it, you know, because usually when I finish finishing a half marathon, I'm thinking I can't take another step just now. So for me to be able to keep going and I also got to the end and I was thinking I could do more. That's good. Yeah, it, it was a good one. And I think it's maybe just cursed with the weather, that run
1: it is and I think the important thing is like you said you finished it you'd done some a 3k before you'd done the half marathon you felt like you keep going so that's a huge win and when yeah. you also take into consideration the weather like one of my favorite parts about any race is at the end when you get to chat to people but <laughs> it was such a shame because like we were obviously all trying to catch up and people were coming up to say hi and it was just so cold and wet wasn't it that mm-hmm. you couldn't yeah. stand about it. and I thought that's it. I mean we obviously went for a coffee and that was good but. It was just a shame because that. then it was the same the last time I did it. It was just, you can't, you have to just get back to the car and put on warm clothes. Yeah,
0: I know. I was straight back to my car and I was absolutely freezing. But we ha- always have this palaver with me that my car does not get into Glasgow City Center because of the LEZ zone. So I'm freezing <laughs> cold trying to get back. <laughs> I need to put some clothes on. So I was I- wondering where
1: you were. I was like, guys, we need to go. <laughs> where are they? <laughs>
0: It's not the best, so I need to get my post-run shit together and make sure I have, like, I didn't realise there was a bag drop and blah, 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 but this race was so last-minute for me. It was like I took someone's number, so it was all up in the the air. Mm -hmm. Um, But, Alison, how was the run for you then? So, I well, I didn't actually know how it was going to be because I,
1: for those that follow me on Instagram, will know that I haven't really had the best week in a bit. I think I... I'm pretty sure that I've had some kind of bug. Don't know what it was. Did test for COVID, but was maybe that. But anyway, so I had done a 10K the week, like last Sunday and really struggled. And that's probably where a lot of the the poo questions came from, because um, <laughs> as I heard on our podcast, did almost shit myself. Um, and then I thought that was something that I'd maybe eaten. But as the week went on, I realized I actually haven't been well and there's like it's definitely gone into my chest. So I think I've I think I've I said a few times now I've signed up to a lot of races this year, but not to race them all. Some, yeah, but others just because like you say it's good to just break up a long training run. So I can't remember. I think this was always just going to be a training run anyway, but it very much had to be. But I was panicking. So I thought, well, what if I turn up to this and actually can't do it because the wind seems to catch my chest yeah I just I I really didn't know so I just started off trying to be sensible but then saw uh, Bethany from my running club and I thought you know what see if I can run with her I'm not quite sure what she's going for but I think it was a bit faster than what I was but I thought well do you know what? it's better to run with somebody than on your own so we actually ended up just kind of like falling into sync and running together and it was nice because you know like what doesn't even have to be in a race but even on a training run when you run with somebody you don't even need to talk but you just know when they're having their dips and things so it was nice just to be there for each other but also we had such a good turnout of support from our club that that was great too because every time like we're saying you go by there was cheers and then it seemed like every time we went by someone else from the club appeared so by the end so I I enjoyed it like you say I mean enjoyed it to a point because when the weather is like that it gets to a point where it's like just get this done but I think I've decided I I love the medal. It's cool, isn't it?
0: Yeah, no, it's a good one.
1: So I think I might go back next year, but do the 10k. I think the half's just a bit much for... I
0: think I would like to do the 10k next year. Yeah, definitely. And I think because it's a good route and it's a nice flat 10k, isn't it, really? Yes. Apart from the kind of, um, if anyone's not done it before, there's kind of a section in that run where the kind of roots and undergrowth from the trees make it like a trip (laughs) password. And it's quite narrow also, isn't it? And I think, because
1: so this won't surprise anyone that knows me, but I and I didn't fall in the race, but I have fallen exactly where we we ran in on that bit before, and it wasn't pretty because there's it's just so many tree stump roots mm-hmm. um but what I don't know if you noticed, but on Sunday, I felt because we'd had rain the mud and things it, it almost got squelchy as well yeah. so by the time we'd all finished we looked like we'd been at cross country not <laughs> yeah. road race so it was just little things like that and see by like the third or fourth time you're doing that is you're starting to get tired and you're having yeah. to be really careful and like watch your footing so yeah mm-hmm. Uh, massive well done to you because I think for your first one that was brilliant but yeah maybe pick one that's not four loops of Glasgow Green I know
0: Uh, I know no it was it was a good one and I'm glad I've done it because obviously there was lots of support there and it was nice my um, running coach was there so it was his number that I took so he was able to see how I run when I'm kind of getting fatigued he was able to give me that kind of analysis and feedback it was that's beneficial because I think sometimes I start to hurt when I'm getting tired, like my shoulder and things, I think I'm just kind of giving up on technique.
1: <laughs> Yet your body starts to turn when you get tired. Yeah.
0: It was a positive run overall, because the support, it was such a positive one all round. So I'm glad we were able to kind of recap on that a little bit. Moving on, I think, and I think this is going to be tricky for you, to be honest, because you've done a lot. I wonder how easy it would be for you to to give a sort of brief timeline because we will get into certain bits with the questions that we're asking you today. But could you give us like a brief outline of where you started running and kind of where you are now? Yeah, so I think if I go back
1: to Well, first of all, I'm not one of these people that you've probably spoken to and everyone here is on running podcasts that say that they were athletic at school. I was the opposite. I was the person that would make excuses not to take part in the athletics when, when we had that EP. So I actually did swim, but that was just kind of more for at club level, but enjoyment. So I didn't really start running until I think it was 2011 or 12 when I entered a 10K in our local race uh, back up north in Scotland. And me and my friend were like, oh, it'll be fine. Let's just do this. And it was a 10 week to 10K program that the sports centre put on. So we did that. And I remember a few people said to me, well you must be a runner. Like you've got a bit of a natural talent. And I was like, oh no, I'm not, but yeah, and and on the day, actually, I, I wanted a sub 50, and I think I got 49.12, and I was like, oh, okay, well, that was fun. And then I maybe carried on for maybe like a month or so, and then life and work and going out got in the way. Never really bothered with it again until 2013, and I'd always want to go to New York, and... <laughs> instead of just going to book a holiday like a normal person I was like oh why don't I go and do the marathon and still to this day people say why and I I really don't know because I could have just (laughs) booked a holiday but I decided that to justify it I would I'd enter the New York marathon through charity and I had lost a, a really close friend as well through cancer so I thought well do you know what I'll run for Macmillan and you know go and raise money in his memory so that was all fine and I'm like, well, this is good, like getting to training. And I, and I think as well, I had just maybe done a 10k again, which was maybe why the the marathon idea was in my head. Because you go from 10k to and <laughs> yeah, um, That's what <laughs> we do. Yeah. And then I got the place and I was like, all right, okay. So I started training. But then at the same time, I met my now husband so instead of con- like well and also I didn't know runners then so I didn't know about following training plans or you know anything like that so instead of being out running probably the long runs that we do now and speed sessions uh, we were like at bars and going out for dinner <laughs> yeah. and all the things you do when you when you meet someone you and he did keep <laughs> saying to me do you think you should be maybe going to do a run? And I look back now and I'm like mortified, but I'd be like, yeah. And I'd go and run to the end of where we lived and back in the oh. five <laughs> 5K. And I'd be like, that's me done another one. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it all obviously massively backfired on the day when the first half of the New York Marathon went well. And then obviously, not surprisingly, I struggled to get through the rest of it and kind of had to walk. And I don't even know if you could call it walking it was pretty horrific to watch <laughs> um I had blood pouring down my legs and chafing and uh, finished uh, my friends had come with me to watch and I mean I think like bless them they'd followed me around and I think when they saw me at that final bit they were like oh wow but anyway I finished in five hours and six minutes and said never again and to be fair I didn't run for I think it was about two and a half years like nothing because I was like that was just enough to put me off forever and then I moved down here and obviously I didn't have any friends didn't know anybody and I was standing doing the ironing one Sunday and I was like oh the Marath, the London marathon was on the tv and I was like I'm gonna do that next year <laughs> and Sandy was like mm, now remember what happened the last time <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, but but this time I'm going to do it differently. Like, this is a good chance to meet people, join a running club. It'll be fine. And he was like, well, just promise, like, if you do this, like, you're going to train this time. So I joined a running club. Again, it was for charity. So raised all the money, met loads of people, started running, had a plan, and got to the day. And And nobody had really said it, but afterwards, like a lot of my family had said, you know, we were kind of worried that you might not finish after the last time, so no expectations at all. And I still think it was one of my favorite ones ever because I just ran like, and I'm like, oh, this isn't hurting. Like there isn't chafing. There's no blood. This is great. And honestly, like I was like, okay, now we're at 20. That's when this wall thing happens. Like, <laughs> like it did at about 10k in New York, and it never came. And I was like, this is amazing. And like, it was at toll Runners High, and I was like, oh, I just. You know, that was actually not easy, but it certainly wasn't as hard yeah. as you train. And that was it. Then I started to learn about or well, then I found out that I had the good for age time, which I didn't even know was a thing. And I was like, Oh, maybe do it again. And then I guess that's when the bug kind of bit mm-hmm. and it then that's maybe after London the next time I found out about the six majors, um and the more that I went to the club and started to do races and Met other runners. I was like, "Oh, this is like really addictive." Yeah. And and I guess yeah. I mean, most people probably know the rest because like you've seen the six star journey on Instagram and things. But I like to kind of share that part because people. So many people say to me, "Like, I hope I can be like you one day." Or when they do hear the story, they're like, "Oh, I just assumed that it was easy for you, and it wasn't. It was actually the complete opposite. Like, only because I'm so stubborn, I think that I." decided to do London and then I got that second chance but if I'd stopped after (laughs) New York then yeah if you'd ever asked me about marathons I'd have told you never to do one.
0: That's such a good I've I've never heard that story before. Yeah so (laughs) yeah and you're so right that I would have just assumed that you were that pupil in school who was the fastest in in the year group never I honestly like
1: I I remember when I was back home we've got a local ha- well it's quite big now but um a half marathon and I always remember at the finish line I think I came seventh that year and my OP teacher was standing at the end because her son was running
0: and she just looked at me like you really <laughs> That is, you know that is such a good story I'm so glad that I've asked you that because I, I would never have known that when you chat to you you would never think you've achieved all this stuff because you don't speak about the things you've done
1: I think you probably know enough about me now to know that I'm honest I don't pretend that it's all amazing and I do like you say I try and help other people when I see people are having a hard time I'll, de- I'll always try and make an effort to reach out because I feel like it's important to know you've got to go through the hard times too if it was easy I always say this if it was easy everyone would do it and that's not just marathons it's everything Like yeah anyone you can turn up and get around something but I think when you want to better yourself and learn and you know start seeing improvements it's not always going to be easy and I think that's really important to remember
0: yeah but I mean I've only been running for a year when I was training for half marathons I didn't really train mm-hmm. I outed I myself the other day that ask me how many speed sessions I've ever done in my life five <laughs> and I'm kind of still getting through races at a good time like a reasonable time so I'm this marathon block I'm thinking Alex see if you knuckle down and do the training let's see what you can actually do because there's such a difference between like you say just getting through it or putting in the work and it's hard it is and like you say it's
1: interesting because you've trained before like you've trained enough to get through races and that's enough for some people like you know we saw it on Sunday there was such a mix of people like some people genuinely do just want to be there for the social aspect to get a medal at the end and I love that it's great Mm -hmm. but like you say when you make a decision to take it to the next level or just because you want to see those like personal improvements it's the little things you'll learn like you say oh if I do some speed work maybe and you will get faster Mm -hmm. and and it's making that decision do you want to commit to do those things and and you obviously do which is great and and I mean I think you're brilliant already so I can't wait to see like say with like that dedication and making sure you follow your plan with the coach yeah what comes next
0: I think it's exciting yeah are you doing Edinburgh half this year
1: yeah so I'm an ambassador for the Edinburgh Marathon Festival so they did ask me what distance I want to do and I was like no I'm I'm not going to do the marathon because i have done London and I loved last year when I just cheered like it yeah. was so much fun so I thought well do you know what I've never done the half so I'll go and do the half with like loads of the club and loads of you guys are going to be there and then finish and and I was somewhere different last year, but I can't, like. I think there's like a key bit that everyone stands after the half and then cheers the marathon honours. And I was like, well, that's like the best of both worlds. So mm-hmm. I shall be there fighting
0: cheering we'll be I cheering be. i'll be dying probably got my got my signs my <laughs> my poo signs <laughs> yeah. oh it always has to be poorly it? <laughs> it's just gotta be well do you know what while we're on the topic can i just bring up i said to allison before we started filming i have never i'm not a potty talker Okay, I've never had so many people talking about shit in my DMs. When, <laughs> when I asked, "What do we want to ask, Allison?" I don't know why people are so interested in. I don't know if it's your Bella movement or like just in general, but that was the most asked question. Are you even a runner? That's <laughs> to talk about. You've got to embrace the poo talk. <laughs> I do, because it honestly makes me squirm. I, I, I've obviously, I've not run these long distances yet. I'll be a changed woman by the time May comes. I'll be all about it. But that brings us to our first question, Alison. And it's a good one. <laughs> I'm throwing you in the deep
1: Oh God, God,
0: go. <laughs> okay, so our first question that the audience wants to know reads like this. You were close to it last week have you ever shit yourself mid-race? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thankfully there's an easy answer no <laughs> I, I and I think I did say this after last week I am one of the people that is quite fortunate in that I don't usually feel that way like, I honestly can't imagine how it feels to be one of those people that will go into a race and know that they're gonna have to run to a or a bush or whatever at some point like it, that gives me the absolute fear, but no, thankfully, I've I've never shipped myself mid race. So I can happily say that.
0: Has there been something that's happened that people were so quick to ask this question? It, well, the only time that I've ever
1: mentioned personally, shitting, or not, showing myself, but almost shitting myself, <laughs> can't believe we're having this conversation, is last week at the the race that I was at. I it was only I don't even think I was a mile into this 10k race and it was the first time I've ever felt like I was going to shit myself but it went from between that and being like feeling like I was going to be sick so I knew it was like something on my stomach um which is obviously where I think this question's come from because I do have many running friends that frequently need to go into bushes or go to toilets mid-race but that's not me
0: I'm so glad of it. touchwood I'm also, at the minute, but I've not done the distances, I've probably jinxed myself an absolute you bit You Yeah, have. Yes, you probably have. I'm going to be one of those people when I hit 30k, I'm just going to be like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> oh, shit. quite <laughs> like, literally. Holy shit, literally. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, it's just so strange because, like, some people just, re- unfortunately for them, seem to just, again, I guess... There's probably many reasons that people have these issues. I think, the, like, the gels and nutrition can be one, nerves. The only other time, and it wasn't, thankfully, in a race, but I think people remember me. I probably didn't go into a huge amount of detail about why I'd had no energy, but remember at London last year when I was in the championship place and and I'd said I really wasn't feeling great from a couple of miles in, like, just completely drained of energy. I, for the last three or four days before that, had, like, Really, really bad stomach, and I believe that was nerves because I just got myself so worked up about being in this championship place, um, to the point that even on the the race morning I was in the portaloos there having to go to the toilet. Now I've never ever had to do that, and I don't want to again. But the reason that came to my mind is because I've heard loads of people say that mid race they've had to run to portaloos to actually go, and I'm like, oh my god, like please don't ever let that happen to me.
0: So how did that race pan out for you then?
1: Um, I, I got right but it wasn't easy my husband had come like he's come down a few times to watch and he always stands in the same places and I knew and I was like okay if I can get to him uh, and I, it wasn't because I felt like I needed the toilet that I, I was just drained so I thought well, maybe if I can get to him at mile 12 I'll just walk off and then I was like oh, you've come all this way he's come this way like you don't go to London and not finish so then I played, like, the little mind games that you play in races, especially marathons, where you think, right, get to the next thing, get to the next thing, someone might be there, you, right, Tower Bridge is there. And then I knew he was going to be at about mile 18, 19. But at that point, I was so, like, just felt like I had nothing. And I genuinely was like, if I see him here, I know where the tube station is and we could just get on and just go back to the hotel room. And he just looked at me and he knew and he was like, come on, like, you're doing better than you think just keep going and I got there and as much as it was probably mentally the hardest marathon I think I've had to do because you just it's hard knowing at mile one that your body's not going to do what you've trained for it to do that was probably the most upsetting part of last year that I'd worked so hard I'd had Tokyo but this was meant to be like the final woo and Mm. I just knew and it was the mental, with the mental side of that was as hard as the physical because I thought your body's not going to do this today, and it, and it was hard, and it did. It was just like oh, so annoying. But anyway, the the positive I can take is that although it was like such a slog to get round at that very last bit, I've never ever had any energy left to do like a bit of a burst at the end because you know you've just run a marathon. But I think because in my head I was like, oh my god, there's the finish line. It was the first time because. I obviously hadn't pushed as hard as I normally would. I managed to kind of sprint to the finish line and the photos are brilliant because I look like I'm maybe only in a 5K. I'm like, um and, and I mean, God, when I was finished, I was like, right, I'm done. And there was a few people said to me, you, did, you look just drained. And I was, and I'm proud that I did it. And again, it's one of those things you learn. I think, I really think it was nerves because I can't think what else it was. But it's important to remember these things because you know you need to people speak about like the training as in a training plan you know what's on paper go out and on these miles do these speed sessions but you've got to train your mind and body to deal with
0: the other parts of medicine training like the nerves for me going into my first one I actually you know like before I fall asleep at night like I'll think about it and I'm not I'm not thinking about the feeling of crossing the finishing line I'm thinking about that point that I know that I'm going to get to where I'm like fucking hell you can't do this see that's strange because
1: well first of all you can't think like that so stop (laughs) like that because do you know what see if you do you won't (laughs) like you won't do it or it will be really hard the best bit of advice I can give for that is and I I think I can't remember if I read it in a book or just heard someone speak about it but it's this positive visualization so I'm actually the opposite of what you do and I actually try and visualise the finish line and me getting to certain points and being strong but getting to that finish line and seeing the finish straight and doing what I just said and kind of powering down it now in reality at 26 miles it's hard to power down a finish line but if you have in your head that you can you Mm -hmm. will or you've got a better chance than thinking oh I'm going to get to mile 20 and like when I said about hitting that wall that people speak about don't think about the wall because you won't always hit it so don't let don't there's no wall
0: I think that hopefully once I've started hitting those longer distances I'm going to think it's more attainable mm-hmm. and I'm, I know that I can get there but right now I'm such a negative Nancy do you know that I'm, I'm one of those people that I'm like you've never run a marathon like you'll never do that
1: do you know, but I was saying
0: this the other day,
1: like if it was me giving advice about like, don't run when you're not well, I'd be like, don't be an idiot. But then I did it. And I think, it, do you know the other bit of advice that I'd give you and anybody that, well, doesn't even have to be someone that's not ran a marathon before it can be anybody, but how I got taught to deal with that last six miles 10k whatever what I call it so you'll get to 20 because you just do and I chunk break into chunks but when you get to that final 10k it's two-part runs when you get to the final 5k it's it's only a park run and you've got to think of it like that you do park runs Saturdays it's fine it's just a park run think of it like that and play the, the mind games yeah and it makes it easier than thinking oh my god I've run like 23 miles and I've still got three more like it's just playing the positive mind games
0: I actually read something today And I think, do you know, like sometimes when you read something and it's really just, you know, it's going to stick with you for a long Mm -hmm. time. I read it this morning and it was a girl who said, run the mile that you're in. Yes. Don't think about the last one and don't think about the next one. Just run the mile that you are in. It is because, do you know, I also hear a lot of people saying I don't think like this and
1: I do find it... uh, I get I understand it but I also think it's such a negative way to think is that you'll get people like for example not even just a marathon but say you're in a marathon and they've maybe had a bad 5k they'll keep thinking about that and then they'll admit like let themselves admit defeat and I'm like but you're maybe not even halfway through it so if you've already accepted it's not going to go well now because that 5k didn't then to me it's like well what's the point in carrying on because it's a long slog if you've already decided you've failed
0: so much to do with your ment like how you're thinking about it mentally as well and i think that's where i let myself down i think that gives us a good little bridge into the next question so the next question reads reads <laughs> quite funny actually it says supplements multi gels electrolytes so much stuff so much choice is it needed <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's absolutely needed but you've got to work out what works for you is like what i would say so i get so many people ask me what i take and i certainly don't take as much as other people like i know there's people that will take tablets and the the sis like the isotonic tablets and then the powders and gels and da-da-da. i'm a bit more basic than that just because i don't think my stomach can handle a lot of of those types of things so I've tried various things over the years. I find Morton gels worked quite well for me, but again, I just struggle kind of taking on the gels. So I'm still playing about with nutrition. I found the Valforty chews that um I used those for the York marathon, and I found they were brilliant in terms of like giving you an energy boost, but also not the gel texture. So I find that easier to ingest. Um, I do believe that one of the things that I've tried lately, the um caffeine chews, they did not work because my heart felt like it was bouncing out of my chest. So I'm starting to think, well, maybe caffeine tuning a race doesn't really work for me. Recovery uh, powders, absolutely, I think recovery is huge and people forget about it. We all talk about before a run and tuning it, but you've got to think about after it too. But and people laugh when I tell them this, but what you'll always find in my running belt, like for any long run or June in a marathon is sweets. Mm-hmm. Uh, not fancy gels, not like anything with like loads of sports science behind it. But <laughs> per se, pigs, jelly beans or handyball because they give you carbs, they give you sugar. But for me, they're just easy to ingest unfortunately I've not got all the secrets I guess I can save you a lot of money because I don't go and buy all this stuff just a pack of honey but jelly beans but um I, honestly I've used it so many times and it's worked for me I'd say on the course if you've got um and, and don't do it if you've never used them. But like you know, I I sometimes take a look Luke, the Luke sport. So if there's that on a marathon course, I'll take it flat coke. If someone's going to be at a race for me, like there that can give me a flat full fat coke, which is quite an old school one. Uh, but again yeah I like to keep it quite simple
0: the nutrition thing is so person specific isn't it and things are going to work for one person and and not for the for the next and I think that's been maybe one of the biggest learning curves for me obviously I struggle after the race however the last three long runs I've done I've taken on a banana I try to do it as soon as my foot crosses the line and I've been absolutely fine like I was taking like dips and my sugars were coming right down and I was passing out the banana thing after it it seems to have saved me
1: (laughs) well again I like I say I mean I don't have a problem with them but there's just so many things out there that I and it costs a lot of money and I just think I don't know if it's all necessary but anyway um a banana is brilliant because it actually has pretty much everything that you could need yeah. And uh, yeah, I would always have one in my bag for after and I'd usually take one like before a race, but, like isn't with porridge or in toast because it does. It's it kind of and like you say, as soon as you're done, try and get one and it gives you everything you need.
0: Some of this stuff costs stupid money. It's so much money. The Morton stuff is extortion, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's really expensive. Uh I mean I liked it not because of the name. I know people are like Old oh, Morton's amazing. And I and I did think it was good. I liked it because it didn't have a taste and it wasn't too like the sickly sweet. I struggle with that. Um but do you know the other thing? And again, nah, there's no scientific backing to this at all. It was just something that came into my head when I was saying about trying caffeine things the other day, is that maybe with the pre the duning and then the post There's so much now that are we actually conscious that maybe we're taking too much of something and it's actually having a negative effect? I I don't know. There is obviously a lot of science goes into these things, but I'm just a bit wary of all these different things you can get.
0: So and going into London, Mm -hmm. will you fuel during it?
1: Yeah, so this year, I honestly don't know. I think I'm still trying to work it out. I felt really though the the Valforte choose worked really well for me at York, so I'm thinking for for London I'm probably going to get the Valforte choose and have some Haribo or Percy
0: it's just so funny for me to think that you starting in a championship pen are gonna have Haribos in your yes. belt <laughs> like you would just think that there would be something so much more elite vibes but no you've got a <laughs> Haribo fried egg <laughs> yeah right shall we move on to another question yes Do you know what? This question's at the top of my list because this is my favourite one that came through and it was a girl from my run club. She said, how do you find your distance, the one that suits you best?
1: This is really weird because I was just thinking about this last night. So I think it's trial and error. I think it's good to try them all. I mean, doing a marathon is extreme. I think what you need to remember is that I'd say absolutely do one. Like I have said that to anyone that's able to you should definitely try one in your life. I don't believe it'll be your only one because they're good. But I think it is trial and error. So I watch people. So like at that race, for example, on Sunday, there was a 5k, a 10k and a half marathon. I know that on a good day, if I was racing, I would have done the half marathon better than the 5k. But that's only because I've learned over time that longer distance is my thing. I've improved it the shorter distance because I think you do as you train for marathons. But I think it's a hard one. I think it's it's going along. And also, it's maybe not even how fast you are. It's what you enjoy or what you've got time for. Like, I keep saying it and don't seem to stop being able to sign up to marathons. But I feel like where I'm at just now with work, life and everything... I'm probably shouldn't be doing marathons. I don't have the time. I should maybe focus on five or ten Ks, but they're not mine. Like I'll turn up to them, but my heart's not in them like it is a marathon. So I think you just know some people do one marathon say never again and genuinely mean it like it destroyed them and that's maybe because really they evolved done five Ks and that's good, like great too. But I'd say try them all. Um but if you enjoy the short distance but what do a marathon what you will see is improvements so when I was training for I don't even know which one it was now my five and 10k times came right down because you're just benefiting from everything that you're doing so they'll all kind of help each other but yeah I don't think there's like a an easy answer to that one other than you've just got to see what you like and what you don't
0: yeah. so I'll trial and error that mm mm-hmm. And I feel like I've heard so many people about ultras saying that they enjoyed the ultra experience so much more than the marathon experience because you're (laughs) one of the girls I know that had done an ultra last year. She said, I was just dicking about. I was like, you weren't just dicking about. You were doing an ultra, for God's sake. But she was like, it was, the the pressure was off. I think one day I'm going to do
1: one because I think you just kind of have to, don't you, if you've done all the other distances, but it, that's the part that like I like the idea of going to an ultra and eating because I love food but it's the dicking about part that <laughs> I'm like mm, like I like to just go and get yeah. something done that's why I'm not very good at the easy pace runs and the slow runs because I'm just like right you've got something to do hurry up and get it done get home shower and get on with your day an ultra it all sounds lovely and you know you stop and eat cake and sandwiches which I'm totally up for but I like to just be like boom there we go
0: that's your mindset. So maybe your mindset suits a different kind of, uh-huh. kind of running. And that brings us on to the next question. And I think you'll guess who asked you this one. <clears throat> Why is she incapable of running warm ups and cool downs at a pace of a reasonable human? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Probably because I am always in my head like, right, you need to get home to do this, that and the next thing. But no, in all seriousness, I think it's again, it's that mentality that I got into so I used to run with a group of people that um the coaching was quite different to what other people do so there wasn't really the easy or sorry the easy pace certainly wasn't what most people would consider an easy pace especially when you look at research now Uh, it's something I know I need to work on because I do know that I could probably benefit from slowing down to speed up in the races but again it's that mental thing that I've I had that drilled into me for I don't know was it four or five years and it's really really hard to come out of it so it's something that I am actively trying to work on
0: (laughs) we're not all perfect guys (laughs) exactly that's very true I mean some people are just better Alison
1: well yeah
0: can't keep up with the big dogs (laughs) let's go for another one this is um like more like a, I, I told you at the start, there was a few like would you rathers. Oh, yeah. Um, so this one is, would you rather sell your six star finisher medal or never run again? <laughs> Her face. <laughs> <sighs>
1: I think I'd have to say Never done Again because, God, that medal... Well, first of all, if I sold that medal, unless it was for all the money that it cost to get that medal, I think I'd get a quick divorce because <laughs> <laughs> it cost a lot of blood, sweat, tears, and a remortgage, practically, to get that medal. No, um, I think I'd have to say Never done Again because that medal means like the world to me. I think it, it, I always say that it took so much to get it as in like obviously the sick like traveling around the world to get the six star medal but it took so much patience and love and sacrifice from other people like you know we probably could have gone on countless holidays and done other things but you know sandy said to me go and go and follow your dream so i did the miles i must have covered in training the injuries the physio visits like all of that like it's maybe just a medal to somebody that doesn't know what went into it. But to me, it's like so much more. So
0: so you would never run again. Yeah. That, you know, I, I, that's a really tough question. It is. I'm like, what could I do instead, though? <laughs> Power walking? <laughs> you have to go back to the swimming pool. <laughs> For
1: swimming, yeah. And I just need to pick a new sport.
0: Luckily, luckily you don't have to do either of those. Poof. Thank God. The last one that I'm going to ask is, and this was maybe like the one that was asked after how many, like have you shit yourself? The second most asked question was, what is the best way to recover post-marathon?
1: Like we actually said, and well, you kind of touched on it. As soon as you cross the finish line is when you should start to think about recovery. We're not always good at that because we all get excited and carried away and see people and jump in a car and go home. But I would say that as soon as you're done, you take the banana or the protein shaker, what, the recovery shaker, whatever it is that you know works for you. And then really, you should be doing a quick stretch before you get in an any carb. I mean, like Sunday there, it was freezing and we were wet and we just needed to go. But I'd say stretching is huge and it is something that I'm working on. As runners were terrible at it, but it does. It can mean the difference between injury and not. I think eat food again. I think I said this earlier. People are obsessed with what to eat the night before and during a race, but what about after? Your body needs to refuel, so you'll find me stuff in my face. Um, I'm thankfully not one of those people that struggles after um, a run, so I'm good. But yeah, definitely make sure you're you're refueling, rehydrating. I'm a massive sweater, um, as anyone who runs beside me will know. So it's like like all the, the fluids back inside me. Sleep, I'm terrible at sleeping, but you should be obviously try to get as much sleep as possible. And then, yeah, just like, I mean, I've got a massage gun that I try and use. I'm, again, trying to get better at like the, the strength and conditioning and the like Pilates and things like that. It's, I guess, quite personal to people and what works for them. But I would just say don't neglect it because it's the one thing, and I've done it so many times, you just jump in a car and go home and get on with your day because we're all busy. Um, And I know we said we weren't going to talk about dogs because we'd talk about them forever. But I'm I'm bad for, like on Sunday, got home after we'd had coffee and a cake. And the first thing I did before anything was walk the dog because... You know that yeah. he's been in all day and I find that I'm quite bad for forgetting to do things for me because I'm too busy you yes. rushing about to walk a dog or go back to work or something else so I'd say people speak about it and I'm probably not good at it but it's this whole self-care thing and it's making sure to remember to look after yourself yeah. we, like we said you can follow a plan you can tick them off but if you're not doing everything else look after yourself you're not even going to make it to the anything so remembering that part too
0: Going into my first marathon, I'm trying to hit all of those kind of points so that when I do run it, I can't look back and go, maybe I should have prioritised that a little bit more.
1: Yeah, I mean absolutely you've totally got the right approach I think it's making sure it's listening to other people and I'm not saying that everybody's right and I'm certainly not either it's just what works for me but what I find is just over the years is take asking loads of people the same questions and you'll think okay that might work I'll try it and then sometimes you're like oh god that sounds horrific no I mean for me I don't do ice baths or the cold water dipping because I've got renal's disease and I just find that for me that would just be Like horrific. Being outside at this time of year is bad enough. Never mind going in a an ice bath. But loads of other people swear by that. So again, it's maybe something people will try. Um, but for me, it's just if I have time, which I've not been good at lately, even getting in a bath with salts, like that helps relax your muscles. So yeah, like you're doing everything right. It's you know, speaking to other people, running with other people just getting that guidance and yeah. not being stupid either and listen to your body because I've and I've done this so many times over the years is you're obsessed with like today I need to do this and then tomorrow it's this and then I'll get a rest in five days but if your body is like whoa 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 like I'm exhausted and I'm done then yeah. listen and take it because there's no benefit to going out and pushing yourself if your body's saying like come on because yeah. if you keep pushing that is when you get injured or it's where you just like completely hit a wall and you don't want that in marathon training and it's actually what you just said about you don't want to get to the marathon and look back and think I could like there was nothing that you couldn't have done and you never ever want to get to that point of having a really bad injury where you think well hold on my body was trying to tell me for last month something wasn't right and I ignored it because you've hear horrific stories of that and then people can't run for a long time so listen to your body's like the biggest takeaway i can say
0: very very solid advice i am in the best place to be running a marathon in may because i've got so many experienced runners around me and i find myself at the run clubs that we do i'll be running beside someone and i'm just (laughs) like i feel like i'm being dead sneaky asking those questions (laughs) so what was your first marathon like you know like a little undercover spy it's so, it's so good to get people's experiences and learn from it I think though like it is funny because you do sometimes
1: feel like you're you're doing some investigative work but the one thing about runners is that we'll talk about running forever so nobody will mind you asking and do you know what? I always say like going back to what we started with um when I speak about New York and I so wish that I'd known runners then because I probably wouldn't have ever ended up in such a bad situation if yeah. I'd had people, but I had nobody. So no. that's why now I'm like, I'll help anybody and I hope everyone helps each other because you want you want everyone to succeed and you certainly don't ever want somebody to finish a marathon in, in a really bad state.
0: And then you, I have people asking me sometimes and I'm like, like I feel... Very much underqualified to be answering your question, but it's just given your experience, mm-hmm. and that's all you can do because that's all you know, you know. So it's it's good, and, and and like I say, that's why I absolutely love doing this and speaking to people like you because I actually go away from this full of so much more knowledge. But if you don't mind. At the end of every episode of the Girls Run Club I do five golden questions and this is my favourite part of the podcast because it's the little things that everyone always likes to know about runners and and what they recommend so do you mind answering those? No of course not. Right question number one is a product recommendation in and around the running scene just now that you like. I would have to say do you know it's not something new but it's
1: I actually have a lot of people ask me about this and it's something that I couldn't live without. is a flip belt. Um, I think they're brilliant. You can put as much or as little as you want. Everything's always safe and it's just a, such a handy thing to have. So definitely um, for long runs, races, whatever, I'll always have that.
0: Yeah, flip belt. I think Ryan said that on my first episode. Well, oh, did he? Oh God, it's actually scary how like our brains work. <laughs> yeah. Question number two: What is your post-run guilty pleasure?
1: Oof. well, I don't think it's a secret. <laughs> you know me. I'd say it's probably the second pizza.
0: <laughs> it's
1: a good one. And cake and cakes, my new thing as well, because that new uh, sexy coffee that we go to, that carrot cake
0: do you know what I've had my banana but I get in there and I cannot stomach a cake but I'm gonna need to because everyone keeps talking about how good they are.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make sure when we go next time you have cake. Yeah
0: but this is like a, a habit that I do not want to start Alison. Well. <laughs> <laughs> like, question number three is can you recommend me a podcast?
1: Wow there's this one I'm not sure if you've heard of it but it's called uh, Press Plane Run it's pretty good. <laughs> kind of carry it most week no um
0: <laughs>
1: no um I if you haven't go over and give it a listen Ryan's done a brilliant job we're in season three now and yeah he kindly asked me to be co-host so give it a listen
0: it's the best one out there I think running wise I really do and I'm not just saying that I think it's from where it started to where it is now it's just it's mega and it's a huge inspiration for me and my little podcast so oh thank you Question number four, and I think this is probably the best question I'll ask people, and it's the one that I usually remember, is a piece of expert advice for people running a marathon.
1: To get through the marathon, it's to break it down. Like I was saying earlier, so however you do that, if it's miles or k's, and however, if you find it easier to do small, small chunks, or I like to just kind of do it in 10 k's, and then the two part runs at an end. I'd say break it down because see if you I always say to people, if you stand on a start line and think I'm a way to run twenty-six point miles, that's overwhelming to anyone, even me. Whereas if you think, okay, I'm a way to do 10K, and then there's another 10 and then another 10 and then two part runs, it's so much more manageable. So that's from like a to get through it. But the biggest piece of advice I'd say is especially for your first one, enjoy it because you've trained the marathon is like your victory lap you've trained for it that was the really hard part so enjoy what you've worked your arse off for
0: I like that I like that and it's definitely one that I need to try and ingrain in my head as I'm going through the the weeks of the training block because it's easy to lose sight of that
1: mm-hmm. and for you this is why I tell somebody that's never done one before it doesn't matter because you're gonna get a PB
0: anyway it's <laughs> so true that is so true <laughs> the time the time thing i think it's how i I, I, like i'm built mentally but i have that time goal in my head and i was saying this is how i'm looking at it just now and i think for me this is the best way to look at it is obviously i have a a b and a c goal just now but i've also got like a dream goal Mm -hmm. to do and i feel like that dream goal doesn't have to happen in my first marathon
1: I love that. That's a really good way of looking at it. And you know, the other thing for first timers, and like it's it's probably sounds like a really strange thing to say, but I think you'll understand what I mean when you've done it is I always get a little bit jealous of people who are away to do their first one because you don't know how you're gonna like you will not be the same person when you finish. Like when you run that marathon, you're a different person to the person that started it, who stood on the start line. You will learn so much about yourself and what you're capable of that you didn't believe you could do in those 26.2 miles. So I always just feel a bit jealous because it's you'll only get that feeling the once. So and please try and enjoy it. Don't put pressure on yourself.
0: Well, and I think for me, it's such a big day in terms of the support. Like obviously my family and friends are going to be there, but people that I've met in the last several months or whatever, being like, oh, I'll 100% be there at the end when you finish. People don't have to do that. That kind of thing like makes me feel so warm inside.
1: It is. And, you know, when I'm speaking about breaking down marathons into chunks, see if you know, if you can get people that are going to be there, like family and friends, to tell you where they'll be, that's another way to do it. And I like to do that if I've got a few people. And it just, it's honestly it can help see if you're in a bad place if you just think two more miles and then I'm going to see da, da, da. Mm-hmm. honestly it really helps and then knowing at the end and Edinburgh actually probably other than like the big majors the support and the atmosphere and it, like it's like a little bit festival village thing at the end and you, oh you're just gonna love it I can't wait to see you
0: oh fingers crossed it goes well and I do not pass it. It will go well. It will. Right. That's the last negative thing I'm ever saying about it. You have your bananas at the end. <laughs> that is I'm giving you full permission if you ever hear me say anything negative about I'm not having it. No, it's not happening. It's not happening. All right. So the last question before we finish is a scenario based question and you are about to set off on a 30 kilometre run apart from water there's only one other thing you can take with you in your flip belt or your vest what would that be
1: are we talking about nutrition or anything
0: anything Alison music no one said that yet oh really yeah no everyone goes nutrition wise I've never had anyone say about taking their music because that's what I would choose. Because if we were being really clever about it,
1: mm. <laughs> what well, your music's on your phone, so you'd have your phone. And then if you needed nutrition, like Percy Picks or Harry Boer, Lucas Ed, you'd go into a shop on the way. <laughs>
0: <Right>. Okay. <laughs> I was just completely fucking up my whole question. <laughs> well, I'll just pop into the spa. <laughs> Thank you, Alison Jordan. <laughs> I'm gonna have to like extend the question question. (laughs) feel like we have covered so much and I was dead excited when I was filtering through the questions today because I was like I want to know the answer to that I want to know the answer to that I want to know the answer to that and I knew that you would fill this episode with so much wisdom so I can't thank you enough for doing that
1: oh thank you for having me it was so nice you to ask because you know I'll talk about running forever but hopefully it's helped you and so many other people as
0: well oh I'm sure it would and I hope that you felt comfortable in the girls run club it might, it might be weird for you to go back into the interviewee seat
1: I know I was a bit like oh this is going to be weird because I'm so used to just like sitting right in and asking other people the questions now
0: you're an absolute natural Oh, thanks. you're natural so thank you so much for coming on to the girls run club it's been great i knew it would be no thank
1: you and honestly i think it's such a brilliant thing you're doing so go girls run club and we'll hopefully see you and lots of others soon at one of our sunday runs
0: yeah see you soon and lots more races and remember positive mental attitude positive mental attitude no negative nancy's here thank you to all the amazing listeners who chose to invest their time in today's episode If you like what you heard, please make sure to follow or subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review, and most importantly, recommend the podcast to friends and family. To keep updated, head over to the podcast's Instagram profile, at The Girls Run Club. But for now, I thank you again for tuning in, and look forward to seeing you next time on The Girls Run Club.